the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Four oh six on the Central Coast. Now this Wednesday, uh, January third, two thousand twenty-four. I'm Dave Congleton. This hometown radio. We're busy. In about an hour. Lance Parker is going to check in. Looks like California tax revenue is going to drop by about six billion dollars over the next decade because of our shift to electric vehicles. So no money for transportation or road maintenance. Not to worry. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, tomorrow, we'll talk about all the restaurants that are closing down in the county. It's not just San Luis. What's going on? After Lou Ferrigno on uh, Friday, we are busy. It is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. This hour, I'm going to call this a wide-ranging conversation with Sandy Boo. Sandy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We were going to talk about changes that you and your family are making, and we'll get to that later. But you have some concerns about our local healthcare system. Let's start by reminding people about your professional background, please. I'm a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse for about 24 years, and my husband is a local um, doctor in town. Uh, and how long have you been here in, in the county? Uh, since 2004. All right. So, how's our local healthcare? What? I mean, you're leaving. You've, this is like an exit interview. You can say whatever. Well, you've always said whatever you wanted to say. Right. So basically what I want to say is that I want the public to understand. Uh, and, I, and I don't even think I need to tell them they understand the dire situation that this county is in particular when it comes to health care. Anyone who is looking for a doctor will tell you that, number one, they can't find a doctor. Number two, when they find someone, they have to wait months and months yep. to be able to get an appointment. I'm going through that now. And good luck trying to get a specialist. And if you're sick and you need to go, you need to see someone urgently, they'll tell you, go to the ER. You go to the ER and you have to wait there hours. Sometimes I've seen somebody wait 10 hours sitting there in the operating, in, in the waiting area. I mean, it is really bad and things are about to get worse. That's, I'm sorry to tell you. I had a friend, I'm not sure which hospital she went to, local hospital. She went in at four o'clock in the emergency room. She didn't get home till midnight. Yeah, it is really sad. And you know when you're going in and then you come in and you you're hurting, you're you're in pain, you're you're you know, your fever. I mean, you think about that. Like if you're coming in with an inspection with an infection in your abdomen or something, you could just be literally like getting worse by the second and the moment you're waste you're wasting time in there. All right. So, what is happening I got to be careful here. What is happening with Sierra Vista? I, from what I have talked to people, is that um, th what I have heard, and this is, of course, you know, I'm not there. I, I was let go, but I've heard that um, there have been like some people that have been let go and that there are some big changes happening in the um, administration. And supposedly is that the state has been visiting them. The state. The state. And why would the state of California be visiting Sierra Vista? 
That I don't know. That remains to be seen. I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure. There's just whispers of people that say that, um, that they're just looking into everything. Looking into allegations. Allegations. Let's, uh, let's be right. careful here. Right. So there are some allegations. And what are those allegations? Uh Supposedly, you know, I, I'm not sure I can discuss as to what those allegations are. I think that um, there are some people that are investigating and really going into this deeper. But I think that pretty soon some something will have to be shared with the public because I think the public needs to know. Well, what happened to you? You said you're... You were terminated. I was basically let go, yeah. What happened? And, um, well, as you know, I opened my big mouth, so I was at my previous job. There was an incident that happened. I was involved in a medication error with another nurse. Um, I wasn't, I was asked to bring a medication in. I asked another nurse to help me get the med. So there were three of us involved. Um, between two of us got the medication out of the machine. I brought it to the nurse that gave it. The nurse, one of the medications was the wrong med. But what happened was that this particular company had a, an issue with me. So basically they ended up uh, letting me go at that time. And they reported me to the, they, they reported me to the board of registered nurses for a medication that I didn't even give. It was somebody else that gave it. And the board, according to the nursing board, you have to check whoever gives the medication is the person responsible. But the problem is that once things happen and they got, they reported me, it didn't matter that I wasn't the one that gave the medication. All that mattered was that I was part of a per, of something that happened. And that's all that matters. So ended up, what ended up happening was the, the nursing board uh, asked me to accept provision, and that was it. So are you being retaliated against because you're outspoken? Pretty much, yes. Very much so. So have you been uh, expressing concerns oh, to the hospital? All the time. And what are you concerned about? I'm trying to pull out of you why we should be concerned about all this. So um, a lot of... Uh, I'm going to say that there were some things that were not safe for patients, mostly patient safety, where, I've, you know, when I see something that is not correct, that it can harm patients, I will say something. And, and you know, it's like, obvious. they tell you to speak up, but when you do speak up, they don't like it. And then they won't tell you to your face, but you become the bad guy. And then, then suddenly they find ways to get rid of you. Is this happening to other nurses, or have you been singled out? No, it is happening to everybody. It's happening to a lot of nurses. What is happening locally is, and that's not just in one hospital. As I could tell you, it's all the hospitals. They're trying to save money, and so as a result, the nurses are overworked. We're having to take care of all these patients that are very, very sick with not enough resources. So you have patients sometimes that really should be in the higher levels of care, but, in, but because they don't have the staff, then you're having to take them at a lower level of care where you're not capable because you just have so many patients and nurses are overworked. Nurses are not given the resources. Um, I mean, I can tell you that that post I posted, it, it's like these, these nurses, they're telling me, like, please. Explain the post to our listeners. So uh, I, I just page. talked about, uh, you know, the nursing, the, the healthcare problems that we're having in our county. And I had a nurse who, who called me today and she said, please, Sandy, I want to speak on this because nurses are overworked. We don't have the resources. We're asked to be doing more with less. 
and it's just not safe for patients. How's morale? Low. To the on the ground, I can tell you that nurse on the ground, on the ground is very sad. Um, you know what? It, it, there's nurses that go home and cry every day because they don't know. Uh, it, it, you know, they they they're putting their licenses at risk every single day. So when did this change, Sandy? I mean, you've been here working as a nurse since 2004. You've seen a lot. When did you notice things were different? I'm gonna say that. I, during the pandemic, things were it, it, it's when things got really, really bad. And I think what had happened is that a lot of people retired or left or moved out of the state. But then you have a lot of these patients that are still sick, and but the healthcare providers are not here. Hmm. Why can't we get more doctors to come to the Central Coast? It is so expensive to live here. The cost of living is out of control. And literally, like, doctors can double their salary somewhere else, and, and, and they don't have to spend so much of their income. They come, they graduate with um, endless amount of debt. I sure. mean, I'll, I'll read you a comment that somebody wrote in here. Sure, Sandy Boo on this broadcast. We're going to cover a variety of topics this hour. So, so this one person, it said, it's super hard to get in to see a specialist here. My ear was really infected and lost hearing in it. I couldn't get into an ENT because I was considered, quote, a new patient. Many doctors in this area are no longer taking new patients at all. Instead, I was advised to just go to the ER instead. So I had to go to the emergency just to get antibiotics for my ear. Ridiculous. I was told the younger doctors aren't moving here because the cost of living is too high for them. They're still paying off their medical school loans, and the housing costs are exorbitant here. So that's, I mean, it, you know. All right. We got a lot to cover. We'll be back. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. I would stick around. Sandy Boo's on this broadcast. On the Stolberg text line, Sierra Vista and Twin Cities administrators are failing to hire sufficient physicians and nurses to bolster corporate profits. According to one Sierra Vista executive, the company is a, quote, criminal corporation. Patients are dying. Patients are suffering from chronic understaffing. Understaffing, basically. That's it. I mean, I... I don't know what else to say. You know, when we have patients that are sitting there in their own urine and fecal matter because, you know, there is only one nurse for all these patients and no, no help. And, you know, and no matter if they're calling, they're on their call lights and you can answer. It's not because you don't want to. Your heart breaks, but you have a patient that's crawling out of bed. You have another patient that's, you know, bleeding. You have another patient that's not having trouble breathing. And it's only one of you and there's nobody to help you. This started with COVID, you think? Um, I think it was bad before COVID, but I think that it, things got really worse after COVID. I, that's from what I can see. Back on the Stolberg text line, uh, is the issue lack of doctors and nurses in our county, or is it statewide? Uh, where are the medical professionals going to? I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to answer that question. So in our county, it's actually worse than it. it, it I mean, it's, it's a problem in the whole state, but it's more of a problem in San Luis Obispo County, for example. Because there were the rural designations. Right? Yeah, correct. So, for example, if, so if a nurse works at a Royal Grande Hospital 
and then goes to Santa Maria. In Santa Maria, you can make ten dollars more per hour than you would in in, in Arroyo Grande. Because it's a different county. Because it's a different county. So, but you know the same thing. You go to Monterey as a nurse, you're making ninety five dollars an hour versus like you're here and you work at Templeton and make you know if you're a new nurse, you make you know. So, what would it take to make us more competitive? Pay more, hire more people, you know, uh, maybe help subsidize some housing, uh, help the nurses and doctors with their student loans, uh, be more competitive, and then also maybe just uh, cut some taxes for the healthcare providers. Sounds like you're suggesting, Sandy, that things are going to get worse before they get better, if they even get better. Oh, they're getting worse. They are getting worse because I know that a lot of people can no longer tolerate the the high cost of living. I mean, when a doctor is saying, I cannot live here because it's too expensive. I mean... It's do- time to hang... I'm sorry. With all due respect to all the physicians that have saved my life over the years, if a doctor can't afford to live here, we're screwed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a doctor cannot afford to live here. The, the, I mean, and I'm not just talking about a general practitioner. I'm talking about specialists cannot afford to live here. Well, um, your, um, your husband's what kind of doctor? Cardiology. Would he be... Would, would he have come here now? No, no. In fact, let me just tell you, they just there was a doctor that was going to come here, and he said that he couldn't afford to live here. That's what and he just, he said he he had already said he would come, and then he looked into the cost of he said it's too expensive to live here. Hmm. And against the reimbursement is not there. And plus, on top of that, Medicare keeps cutting doctors, you know, three to five percent every year. Cutting, cutting doctors. Cutting the reimbursement. And it's not just the reimbursement that they get because the insurance companies pay percentage of what Medicare pays. So when Medicare cuts the reimbursement for doctors, so do the insurance companies. And then on top of that, the doctors have to fight the insurance companies for every single penny. Every year or a few years, they have to renegotiate these contracts. And if you're a single practitioner, how can you how can you negotiate with these big companies? And, you know, so a lot of these doctors, what they've done is they've decided to just go concierge and you have to pay... Th- Three, four thousand dollars just for the privilege to have a doctor. Yeah, and that's the thing with the concierge. I'm glad you brought that up. Is that in addition to everything you pay to see a doctor, mm-hmm. now just to have the right to make an appointment? Yeah, you, you've got to put the doctor on retainer. Yes, pretty much. But, I mean, that is on top of your insurance, on top of your copays, just the privilege to have a doctor to say you have a doctor. So, uh, Sandy, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the the staff shortages and the pressure on nurse, because I have the utmost respect for nurses. I've had heart surgery. I've had diverticulitis. And uh, nurses are just angels to me. So I want to hear more about the challenges that nurses are facing in our local hospital. So I can tell you that uh, back in 20... 22, even in 2023, at the beginning of 2023. So in med, in California, we have nursing ratios. In a med search floor, you can ha, you have five patients and then you go to step down, you have four patients. But there were, there've been times when we had to take seven, eight patients in the med search floor. And I can tell you that that is not good care. What happens when in a situation like that, when you go from two to seven? What what happens to the quality of care? Uh, it goes to it, it goes to bad. You're just a warm body. You just you know all you can do is tell the patients, "I'm sorry, I'm I, I'll get to you when I can." I mean, the it, it's just it's. 
I it's it's awful. Is this happening at all? Were there four hospitals in this county? Are they yes. happening at all four hospitals? Yes, yes. So no matter what hospital I'm choosing, I'm going to be challenged. It, 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 yes, it's it's becoming very challenging. Hmm. Was this the reason why you and your family decided to move to Arizona? Well, there's more. There's more reasons for why we're deciding to to move, but um, you know, the cost of living is one of them. So, what what kind of situation will you and your husband, both medical professionals, find in Sedona? Is there a demand for medical? Um, well, the you know, it's uh, uh, the cost of living is less there, obviously. Um, but um, you know, it's uh, it's a better situation, I think. Is your, are you able to make more money, or do they pay more in Arizona? I think anywhere pays better than than what than what you make here. Uh, on the Stolberg line, uh, here's a book. Sedona is a nice place to visit as long as it's not during the heat of summer. Have you ever been in there summertime? Yeah, it's nice. I don't mind it. But it's hot, isn't it? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere with the business district servicing only tourists means that you have to travel far to buy essentials. Yeah. Well, the thing with the central coast is beautiful, you know, but we also have a lot of tourism here. And then also, but again, it's like, it's still California, you know, like you hear so many people breaking, you look at next door around here. And you, the social media platform. The social media platforms. Like, right. It's so many people saying that their cars got broken into, that their houses got broken into. And we're not as bad as San Francisco where you have poop maps. Mm. Yeah, but, but Sedona's, I just don't see you in Sedona, Sandy. It's all new age frou-frou. You're uh, not a new age frou-frou person. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll reconsider. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll, you know, we're new- looking, you know, just, just. I think we're in a position just like everybody else that, you know, we're just looking at different options. Medium price for a house is $1.2 million. Many of those houses are in flood zones. Arizona regulations do not permit city water to be used for drinking. The city is overrun by tourists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every place has got its, uh, its so, issues. Uh, so why Sedona? I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of the places we're looking. I mean, we're looking at different options. Um, also on the Stolberg line, this is all a surprise to me. I use Tenet Health and Sierra Vista and have had no bad experiences. I'm so glad. You know what? And I'm so glad because I think I, I, I don't want to say make it seem like the hospital because I can tell you that the majority of people who work there, they just they do the best they can. And they will serve you with a smile and they will apologize and, and just try their very best. Many oftentimes patients may not even know what is happening because nurses and, and the healthcare providers are just so good at that. I mean, the people are amazing. Sandy Boo's amazing. There you go. Off we go. We got news, traffic, weather. We'll take your phone calls, read more of your text messages. This is Hometown Radio. Just joining us in hometown radio, Sandy Boo is here, longtime nurse, uh, practicing in uh, Slow County since 2004. 
uh, she and her husband were uh, considering leaving. Not happy with the local health care system. Uh, by the way, on the, um, on the Stolberg line, a listener wants to know whether or not you're a member of the nurses' union, and if so, are they getting involved in your case? Yes, I am. I am a member of the nurses union. And if it weren't for the nurses union, we we would be in worse shape here. Um, you know, having worked for a um, I've worked before for a facility that was non union. Um, I, I tell you, I'm I, I know that a lot of people have problems with unions, but um, I, I I see the value of my nurses union. Uh, you won't like this. Nadine checks in on the Stolberg line. Hey, Nadine. I left here in uh, 2018 to move to Lake Havasu, Arizona. Returned before the second summer. <laughs> uh, cost of living was a lot lower. Uh, friends and great weather made me return. Doctors were plentiful there, as was housing and shopping. I've been, Lake Havasu is very nice, but I would not want to be there in the summertime. Talk to me about the term corporate medicine. What does that mean to you? Well, basically what is happening is that a lot of, uh, you know, doctors are being forced because they can't compete. They can't make ends meet anymore. Their cost of running practices, private practices is so high. They're now being forced to sign on with corporations. And so now it's the corporate medicine is no longer, you know, it's is the corporation telling doctors you know how to practice medicine and if you think things are bad now that you know wait till now you're going to have a corporation telling you how what you know what is going to happen so uh, how do you think that's going to affect healthcare here what's your prediction for like the next 5 to 10 years well, I, I think a lot of, if you notice, a lot of doctors, a lot of labs, everything, it's either uh, dignity or it's tenant. These were private entities. And, and you know what people don't understand about that is it's also is the cost of, of, of the, that, that, those services. Because, you know, a hospital, when you go to a hospital and you get a Tylenol, it's gonna, they're going to charge you $50, right? Versus like you get the Tylenol yourself, it's just a couple of bucks. But the same thing is with, with the private, um, with the labs. If a lab cost you privately was, you know, let's say $100, now it's the hospital dealing, they're going to be charging you hospital prices. And how does that affect you? Because it affects you in the form of copays, because now you're going to have to meet your deductibles that are really high. So it is really, it affects everyone financially hugely. Cheryl is texting on the Stolberg line. Hey, Cheryl, she's uh, sorry to think, to hear that you and your family are thinking about leaving. She's wondering what would it make, take to keep you to stay? I mean, I think that, um, I mean, we're we're still we're still looking into ways that we can we stay. I mean, we love the Central Coast. We love this community. Uh, you know, we're we're established. Our kids. I mean, we don't really. Um, but you know, it's 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 a thought just like everyone else. You know, we're just one of many families. Uh, just wondering, is there something else better out there? If you want to join in the conversation, please do. 805-543-8830. 800-549-5832. Sandy Boo is putting a lot on the table, but that's what we know Sandy for. Uh, she doesn't hold anything back. Very concerned about the status of local health care. So much so that she and her family are thinking about leaving. Uh, hmm. Um, before the calls start coming in, what's the call to action here? The what do call you want to action, our listeners to do? 
I would. I think that number one, I think, would be really important is to um, ask, um, you know, your representative in Congress, Salud Carvajal, ask them to bring uh, to do something and change the designation of San Luis Obispo County from a rural area to a regular area like Santa Barbara. Is that a federal designation? It is a federal designation. Yeah, that would change the reimbursement for doctors in here. That's number one. Number two, uh, contact Salud Carvajal as well to let you know every year doctors get cut in the reimbursement and Medicare. Ask them not to cut the doctors. You know, doctors really are having... To- how, how do they just... Do you have any idea how they justify cutting? Uh, the, it's just in their budget. It's just they do it. Everybody else gets a raise. Doctors get a pay cut. All right, let's take some calls. 805-543-8830. 800-549-5832. Ron's in Aurora Grande on KVEC. Hey, Ron. Hello, Dave. Hey, how Ron. are you? Good. Uh, We've been here 32 years, and yes, I've seen the doctors going under the umbrella of dignity and what have you. And, and uh, you know, at first glance, it, it is a negative. But when you start to think why the doctors are going underneath that is because the cost of an office, the cost of personnel and everything is, is very expensive, and billing, et cetera. So say, uh, say they're under Dignity Health. Well, Dignity Health, I believe, takes care of the billing, et cetera, et cetera. And when it comes to labs, I know you said that, oh, you, the labs are going to be as expensive as the hospital. That's not true. You know, you, your labs are independent of the hospitals, even if they are under dignity. They're not billing at the same rate as as a uh, hospital would bill for a particular tab. And I don't know about regular insurance anymore because I've been on Medicare for several years. Is that several uh, that Medicare has has an amount that they will pay for labs? Right. And let's get a response. Stay with us, Ron. Congratulations, okay. you're on Medicare. <laughs> so you, um, you know, it, you're not affected. The, the people that are affected are the people with private insurances because they're the ones that, you know, and they have these negotiated rates. I don't know if you heard, but not long ago, there, I think it was an issue with like Blue, uh, Blue Cross or something was decided that, you know, what, like dignity, they had this little conflict that they were just, dignity said, we're just going to drop you. And so it, that's a way to get more money. And, but that money doesn't come out of the insurance. That comes out of the people who pay for it. Yeah. Ron? Well, uh, where else are you going to move to where you have, uh, where the, the states have better control of, of the drug companies, of labs and stuff like that? They're, if you stay in California, it's, it's going to be exact. If you go to other areas, you're, you're, you may have a, a less cost of living, but, you know, healthcare all across this country is is difficult. So yeah. right. you're running away from it. You're not going to solve your problem. We'll talk about that, Ron. Thanks for the call. What do you say, Sandy? No, I, I agree. I mean, there are issues everywhere, and I think that as a society, we all need to come together and and decide that you know we need we need a public healthcare system for everybody that takes care of everyone. It may not. You may not get everything you want under that system, but we have to take care of each other. 805-543-8830. Scott checks in. Hey, Scott. Hello, Dave. Hello, Sandra. Hey, Hi. Scott. Uh, Sandra, will you still be calling in the air? She'll be my Arizona correspondent. <laughs> right. Well, you're, you're always a pleasure when you come in here. You're one of my favorite guests, so I, I applaud you coming on and 
being one of Dave's guests time to time. Um, I, I want to say, I remember when Lois Capps was campaigning for Obamacare in 2008, uh, having town halls, uh, campaigning for universal health care, saying we need annual checkups and health care for, for all. Uh, she pushed this, and then, as we know, the Trump became president. Congress was only able to remove the mandate. Then California became a free state with no mandate. I noticed right away that health insurance went down dramatically. Then um, the California legislature, with the Democratic Party legislature, decided to um, uh, put well, California covered together, which is mandated health care again. So where are we going, so, Scott? Well, I'm saying that California covered is a mess. I'm paying um, $12,380 a year for a bronze plan. And if I see a doctor once a year for an annual physical, plus a $90 copay, I'd like to say, I'd like to show Lois Caps the bill that, is this what you promised me uh, in 2010? Because um, seriously, folks, uh, you can't blame the Republicans for this mess in California because they don't control this the Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So how do we fix what we well, have? Well, okay. I have a feeling it's going to collapse before we can fix it. All right, hang on, Scott. Well, you know, the problem is that no one should believe any politician, anything they say. That's, that's a big no-no. But, you know, the issue is that I always talk about how these politicians, whether they want to fix the healthcare system, the homelessness, or every issue, they come up with X, Y, and Z, but they never go to the source and say, how do we fix this? I can tell you that the healthcare system, if you walk into, if these guys really wanted to fix the problem, walk into any hospital, Pull a couple of nurses down, a couple of doctors, and ask them, what can I do to fix this problem, to fix the healthcare system? We'll tell you exactly what needs to be done that's at a fraction we, of the cost. That's why we have hospital administrators, don't you know? They don't. The hospital <laughs> administrators are so detached from what we do. All right. Scott, what else? Well, two comments. One, I can say that California covered is flawed because it never asks anybody their debts. If you're 90% in debt... It doesn't matter. All they want to know is your income. With all this inflation right now, we're, I don't know how people are able to pay their health care bill when utilities, everything has gone up. They've gone up, too. So it's funny. If you make $100,000 a year or if you make a million dollars a year, you pay the same for health insurance. But if you make less than 40000 a year, you get the discount. And I want to add one more thing. I travel to the post-Soviet publics time to time. I've had, I've checked, I've been in their healthcare system. I know what it's like to get an MRI, same-day service, a colonoscopy within 24 hours. I can tell you that they have better healthcare than we do in California, and that's a shame, but that is true because I'm, I've experienced it. Let's get a response. All right, Scott, it, thank it, you. It's just really sad. I mean, it's sad and it's frustrating, and you know what, as a nurse, it's heartbreaking to see patients that are so worried, they come in so sick, and then they're just, just worried about how they're going to pay these bills. It's, it's just, it's wrong. Scott, thank you. 805-543-8830. Nurse Sandy Boo on this broadcast expressing concerns about our local health care system and contemplating leaving the state on the Stolberg line. French Hospital Medical Center is the only hospital in the state to receive a five-star rating from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and 24 straight A 
hospital safety grades from the LeapFrog Group, whatever that is? I don't know. I mean, these organizations that rate hospitals, I mean, yeah, that's just... But don't we take that into consideration? I mean, Five-star rating. Yeah, what does that mean to you if you have to go and sit there in the ER for 10 hours? Does mm-hmm. that mean anything to you? <laughs> it means we go to David in San Luis. Hey, David. Hey, how are you doing? We're good. I, I, I know Sandra, and I'm a retired physician, and I worked in this area, so I'm intimately uh, uh, aware of the issues here. I, I haven't been in, in clinical practice for about seven years, but, but I'm within the system now on the other side, so okay. I've seen both sides. Right. The, the problem, one of the problems is everybody looks at it through a very small box, and we have a national problem and a national physician shortage. It's much worse here for many of the reasons discussed, such as the uh, low reimbursement. And Medicare has been actually ratcheting down payment in, in the, in, at a time when there's a, a pretty large amount of inflation going on. And so uh, it's not that doctors... Everyone knows that doctors are in an upper tier of earning. It's not that they can't afford to live here, but you're competing with the rest of the country where people are earning literally 50% more with a lower cost of living. And they, after a while, and they are paying off debts, and they can't get houses. One local nephrologist told me they couldn't find a house to move to that they could literally they could afford, and they've been in the area for a long time. So there's, there's a whole bunch of problems that are actually, look at it like a magnifying glass uh, under the sun, and, 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 and we're, we're at the, the bottom of that focal point here. So everything's worse. The only people that want to stay here are the people that have ties here. I mean, it's a beautiful place, and it's got great uh, climate, but the people that tend to stay are the people that have ties to the area. Uh, and and, uh, and and want to live here, and because I've seen the turnover, they they come in, they will work a year or two, they say, oh, this isn't working out, I can't afford it, or I can't get a home, and then they leave and they go to some places that's cheaper. Cheaper, and this is not going to have an easy fix. There's a couple of things that could be done. Number one, on on the macro scale, we get more transparency in pricing for non-emergency care. I think that's critical, and it's starting, but not very much. And and the the other thing they could do, we don't have the votes for it, is to increase, to take us out of the rural category. We're not, we, we shouldn't be reimbursed rural, but we are. And, and I always thought, well, we just don't have the votes to, to swing that. And so no one really cares. And I really do think, and oh, and lastly, the, the baby boomers are, are, are spigot now. And, and we've gotten so good at managing chronic illness, we're keeping people alive a long time. And it's very expensive in those last few years of life. And uh, the system just can't handle it. And I told my wife about 15 years ago, I said, remember in the 70s there were complaints about old people being warehoused? I said, well, wait, wait to see what's coming. And uh, because uh, the system is overburdened and, and it's not adapting. And so I think things are going to have to get worse before they get better. There are things that can be done, but there has to be a political will to do it. Doctor, be- yeah, uh, doctor before Sandy responds, what would it take? You, you kept referring to we don't have the votes. Who decides the, the rural uh, status? Well, I think that's, I believe that's decided, decided at, at, uh, for Medicare at the federal level. The, um, uh, what do you call it? AH, I'm, I'm forgetting the uh, abbreviation, uh, 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 the, the main bureau that, that, that uh, Oh, HHS? 
Yeah, yeah okay. they decide, I think, which areas are considered rural and which aren't. And I don't know that it's based on cost of living. It's probably based on population and things like that. But it, it, it doesn't work out very well, especially if you're in a, if in a rural area that's a very, very high yeah. uh, cost of living like we are. Yeah, and so um, and you'll notice that it's harder and harder to get primary care docs. That's been bad for years, and it's worse now. And now it's, it's spilling over into the specialists. And I can see the struggles that the, at least the specialty group that I worked with is now having with, with turnover and recruiting, and it's very expensive to recruit. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, and we have a, a program in this county called the STEMI program for heart attacks. Well, they have to keep enough doctors on staff to be able to staff that 24-7 with a backup in case there's two heart attacks. And uh, to have enough people to do that and, and with, with rapid turnover and, and difficulty recruiting is, 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 is a concern of mine. I mean, especially those of us that are getting older, uh, we want to know that those programs are healthy, and, and I don't know. It, it's going to be it's going to be a, a tough uh, hole going forward. Let's get a response from Sandy. A lot there, Sandy. I, I, I think you're absolutely right, Dave. I mean, the only thing I can tell people is that um, you know try to stay healthy. You know, follow a balanced diet, exercise. You know, so that you don't end up having to need the system. Uh, I mean, uh, it, I, I don't know what else to say. It's uh, contact your politicians. And, but you and, don't disagree with anything. I, that I, I agree 100% with what he's saying. Don't get older. Yeah, don't get old, too. You're not listening to what I told you. <laughs> right. No, I'm, tr- I'm <laughs> trying. You have to have a sense of humor in this situation because, again, you got things are going to get worse, I think, before they get better, if they can get better. Right, exactly. Doctor, thank you so much for calling in. Sandy Boo on this broadcast on the Stolberg text line. Susan checks in with a question. Hey, Susan, what does Sandy think about using urgent care centers when we can't get doctor appointments soon enough? I think that urgent cares are a great option. Um, you know, instead of going to the ER, number one, they're not going to cost you as much as the ER emergencies. But then, you know, you can also see a doctor, but you still have to wait. Um, and I know that a lot of patients around this area, they go to urgent cares for their regular uh, primary care. The only issue with that is that you don't have a person that knows you all the time. You don't establish those relationships that you normally establish with your doctor. All right, we got Mark in the Pomo. Hey, Mark. Hello, Dave. Hey, hey Jeff. Hey, um, everything I'm going to say is opinion with a sample size of one. We all have it. It's our own exposure to uh, health care. One, I have to say that I've had my life saved locally, and I have a family because of medical care locally. That's all good. Right. But everything that I've seen that connects to big picture health care is always the finance thing. And if you have anybody with any experience in, like, the billing and the coding for health care, I'm certainly not any on any socialist leaning of anything, but on a national level, why are there so many different systems and so many different companies with so many codes? My opinion is that it's not about the health care. It's about keeping the money in motion. I know people who did the billing practices, and they were told on the first mistake, that goes back to the patient. So you would do the processing, and the first mistake on the paperwork, it goes back. Meanwhile, the money is in circulation in the health care system. And it just keeps going and keeps going, and it needs to be standardized. 
Yeah. Mark, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, hang on, Mark. Hang on. I, I, Mark, I, hang on. Go ahead, Sandy. I agree with you, Mark. You know, and I don't understand why I'm from El Salvador originally. In El Salvador, you have three systems. You have the private system. You have what they call Social Security, which is the provides kind of like the Medicare kind of thing. And then also you have uh, the public system. And I tell you, I mean, the old system, so the one is for the people who work. And the public is for people who are very poor that can't afford anything else. And then you have the private sector that you can go in and, like, literally see a specialist and see them for, like, $30 within 20 minutes. And mm. then you're walking out of there, yeah. you know? Mark, what else you want to say? Well, I will say that El Salvador is not really a fair comparison to a national health care system as large as the United States. But... Um, None of what you say is incorrect. I, you know, we need to have all of that. We can't treat somebody who has the ability to get health care now uh, as if their health care doesn't matter, so they wait for somebody else, uh, you know, and at the same time, we can't have somebody who needs care now wait for paperwork or somebody else who jumps in front of that system. I'm not hearing any disagreement here, Sandy. I, I agree with you completely. And what see what people don't understand is that it's costing us more in the long run because people wait till they're very sick, they come into the hospital or they, they wait where the problems have gotten so wrong. And I know that was one of the things that we're talking about with undocumented people getting health insurance in California now offered by California. And I, I tell people, look, we're already providing health care for these people. All right. Uh, Mark, thank you for the call on the Stolberg text line. A listener is suggesting that the nurses union would be the group to discuss the rural status with Congressman Kerbohol. Um, they, um, they can, but I don't think that they are the... Um I, I don't think the nurses' union gets involved with that. They're really? more No, I don't think so, because it doesn't affect... I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's something that they have more urgent matters to really take on. What could be more urgent than the rural status? Yeah, I don't think the nurses' (laughs) union takes on that. All right. We'll take on more of Sandy Boo when we come back. I'm Dave Congleton. It's Hometown Radio. Last text on the Stolberg that I have uh, time to read. Uh, Kurt checks in. Hey, Kurt. Uh, many years ago, a family member was in a local San Luis hospital and was billed $4.25 for one vitamin C tablet. Sandy Boo, you surprised? Uh, that's cheap. <laughs> Guy got off easy. Um, hospital county medical employee on the Stolberg line. Uh, worst health care in one count- counties in the U.S. Hmm. Uh, San Luis Obispo is one of the worst health care of 10 counties in the U.S.? I don't believe that. I would disagree with that. Look, uh, the health care providers that are here are good people, good, competent, smart people. The problem is we don't have enough of them. That's it. Uh, I mean, most of our doctors, like close to 100% of our local doctors, and they're they're board certified in their specialties, which is very important when you're looking for a doctor, that you want to ask them if they're board certified in their specialties. So if you've got basic ailments, don't go to the emergency room, go to urgent care. Go to urgent care and and have them do an assessment on you and then decide if you need to go to the ER. I don't think you're going to go to Sedona. You're not going to like it there. 
You're not I know. Enough. I'm too stuck here. I I, I love it here. It's yeah. a beautiful. This is my home. It's my people. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate Thank you, it. Dave. Here comes Lance Parker. Get ready. You're listening to the Dave Congleton Show. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.